Hey everybody, it's Libby with The Local Lady Blog. If you're not familiar with The Local Lady, it's a project I started back in 2013 while I was in school at Belmont. My content features the stories behind small businesses and how they got their start. And today, I'm very excited to bring a few of those interviews each month to the podcast world. Recently, I visited Taylor Arts Collective, a studio with rented space for all types of creative businesses. Sat down over coffee with the owner of Wink Wink Paper Co., Holly Mayer. She's also a Belmont graduate, I might add. I discovered her booth at the Porter Flea Market this past July, and I just had to hear more about her story and the wit behind her greeting cards and other colorful products. We talked about balancing two creative careers, she's also a songwriter, as well as the hobbies we had as kids, the best music for inspiration, and what it's like working in the Germantown district. Hope you enjoy. Take a listen. So you started out as a songwriter. Um, tell me how you transitioned from songwriting into graphic design. Yeah. Um, so I was going to school for music business at Belmont, and uh, I needed an internship, which sounded like a nightmare to me. <laughs> um, so I went to the internship fair, and I was looking around at all these booths full of people who looked pretty unhappy and bored. <laughs> and I just didn't, I, the idea of answering phones at a publishing company or something just wasn't sounding appealing to me. Yeah. So there was one booth full of kids with like pink hair and like young people who looked like they were actually having fun. So I went over and talked to them and they were looking for a, um, what did they call it? A management intern, which basically means punching dates right. into the calendar for bands and stuff, uh -huh. and a graphic design intern. So I went in and I actually applied for the management one because that's what I had credentials in. Mm -hmm. But I was more interested in learning graphic design because that sounded like a lot more fun than punching dates into a calendar on MySpace at that point. I'm aging myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I kind of just went in with some sketchbooks. I'd always been an artist and I told them that I had no experience in the programs, but if they wanted to teach me that I would love to learn and that's pretty much where it started. It's the skill that made me hireable in music so there we go let's talk about a little bit you, you know you're do you still songwrite yes I do okay. yeah is there any connection between because I know there's these are two different things but is there any connection between songwriting and designing something for your graphics like coming up with the idea concept and a catchy phrase for a card absolutely yeah it's the same skill set absolutely um the thing that I think appeals to me about writing greeting cards, which is something I've always wanted to do since I was a little kid. Um, the, the appealing part is that the turnaround time is much shorter. So you can have an idea for something clever and be done with it in an hour and see the finished product in a day or two. Mm -hmm. um, songwriting is much harder. You have an idea, you have to build a full story structure around it, and then you have to produce it. So for me, they, they use the same skills and they satisfy the same desires but one has a quicker um you know fulfillment than the other and it just kind of uh keeps me sane the both of them together yeah somehow <laughs> keeps a balance yeah in the process of developing wink wink co mm -hmm. um and you started out with the brand with your name in it it's, it was uh, H Mayor Creative right. that was when I was doing mainly um, freelance graphic design so mm -hmm. logos and wedding invitations and stuff like that what kind of tips would you offer for somebody that's like rebranding or trying to shift yeah. into a different brand than what they started with mm, that's a good question 
It's hard. That was a hard decision, um, whether to keep the same name. I went through a period when I was calling it the shop by H. Mayor Creative because I wanted to differentiate that I actually had physical items for sale and wasn't just doing hireable work. Um, and then I, I found that that was just, it was too, ugh, it was too scaredy cat of a move. You know what I mean? It was too small of a move. And I think what I needed was a full shift in the way that the company was being represented because it was a totally different idea. Um, so that's when I decided to change my name. I don't think that that, it might not be the right move for everyone if you have a lot of um, memorability about your name, you already have a really good brand established, then mm -hmm. maybe you don't need to go full, through a full shift the way that I did. Um, but with mine, you know, my last name is hard to uh, pronounce. Most people don't know it's Mayor and not Mar or whatever. So, and people don't know how to spell it. So yeah. it was harder to find. So I just decided to go clean slate with it. How did you pick the name Wink Wink? Uh, I went, I have a notebook full of like names that didn't make the cut. I just wrote a few ideas down. And I think that Wink Wink, I just liked that it sounded sassy and it kind of represented the attitude in, in a lot of the cards and products. It draws you into the brand, too. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know if it would, but it seems like people like it, so that's good. Yeah. I was reading your bio on your on the Wink Wink website, mm. and you talk about how interest in your childhood should never be lost in your adulthood. Mm. What childhood interests do you see now that, like, you that know? That I've given up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, a few. But luckily, I've been able to maintain almost all of them. Yeah. Um, I danced my whole life, and that was my main um, thing for like 18 years. <laughs> and uh, I ended up injuring myself late in my high school career. Mm. So I had applied for all of these schools thinking that I was going to be a musical theater major or something yeah. like that. And that just wasn't, it was pretty clear to me that that probably wasn't going to happen anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's something that I had to let go. Although I don't know I, that I would have if I didn't have to. So um, I've just been really lucky to be able to pursue all of the things that I've enjoyed as a kid. I don't really know how I made that happen for myself, yeah. but uh, it just kind of has worked that way. I think it's just a combination of stubbornness and, and bravery. <laughs> right. I don't know. And yeah, I mean, when I was growing up, I had several different hobbies. Like, mm. for a certain amount of time, I was really <laughs> into collecting me. things. So collecting, collecting those, you know, those uh, Rocky Mountain stones that you find oh, yeah. in the, like, the touristy shops. So I like yeah. went through this phase where I wanted to collect those. And I went through a phase where I was like really into collecting, like going outside and collecting bugs and mm. butterflies. And then I really got into scrapbooking. Yeah, I did that too. And scrapbooking <laughs> seemed to stick around oh, yeah. later than everything <laughs> yeah, else. That's so true. It's just it's crazy how like if you're such a creative um as a child I've definitely always had a million different things that I, I I'm still that way if I feel like I want to figure out how to make stuffed animals I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna sit down for hours in my basement and yeah. like make stuffed animals yeah it's just uh I don't know I guess I never really lost that desire to like chase weird ideas I guess and learn along the way yeah learn as for you sure. go the internet is awesome for that. <laughs> of course. Pinterest and yeah. <laughs> all those things. So when you were decorating your studio space, and I'm going to kind of obviously like paint a picture for those that listen to this, you've got your, you know, shop set up, which is kind of what I saw, the Porter Flea Market. Yeah, it's our big foldable uh, plywood booth, which has become a permanent establishment in the workshop. 
Yeah. Just because it's too hard to put away and take back out. So we just leave it out. And you can see how things, I guess, look on display too. Yeah. yeah which is We cool. like it. It works. <laughs> I love it. And then you've got obviously like your print and weaving materials over here. And it's so open in here. That's well, why yeah. This is clean. This is a crazy old building. I think it was built in the 40s. It used to be a factory. When I was in college, this <laughs> <laughs> this area of town was not, not you did not, not like this. No. No. Um, <laughs> also, this building is owned by, um, I don't know how accurate this is, but this is what I was told, owned by um, a husband and wife team who had a kid who went to Belmont. And I do know for a fact that there were loads of boys living in this building. There's no water, like there were no showers. They were just like living here because they didn't want to live on the dorms. <laughs> so <laughs> this was like party central apparently in college. They, they were called rabbit parties or something. I didn't anyone? even know that. That's... Yeah, well, th this is like ancient history. But uh, so now it's a very arty kind of building. Like everyone in here is pretty creative and outside the box. And uh, our room is the biggest in the, in the building, I think. And uh, I, I get to share it with a few other creatives. Morgan back there in the back corner. Um, makes these beautiful hand um, crafted ceramics and that's yeah. why it smells a little bit funny in here because she's got the kiln going. Then we have a wedding planner and a florist in this space right next to mine and uh, Morgan's mother actually paints uh, photographic backdrops. For, oh, yeah. Okay. So there's always a lot of stuff going on in here. What do you love about being in a community like this with other create with other creative people? Oh man, it's so great. I mean, especially Jessica Sloan, the wedding planner in here. I used to intern for her. Oh. So she's one of my most favorite creatives in town. She's just a genius. Um, and it's great to have other people around here who are going through the same struggles and are a little further along than I am. So. Mm -hmm. If I have questions about how to handle shipments or where are you supplied these things and where do you look for this and, you know, it's nice to have someone who knows a little bit more than you do around. When you were designing your specific space in mm. here, what kind of vision did you have? I had no vision <laughs> at all. Um, if you can tell this, we have like, <laughs> we have a little neglected corner of this room. Yeah. Like, it's literally triangle shaped. Yeah. So, and I'm uh, a huge preparer. So in my little notebook, I measured everything out perfectly on my grid paper and like measured all of my furniture and like put it all into my little paper space. And then of course I put everything in and nothing actually works the way yeah. I think it's gonna work. So it just has evolved. Um, the furniture has been everywhere. The display has been different. It, it changes on a monthly basis, but. We just try and we we change it as we need more things to be displayed, and it grows with us. So well, you can feel the energy for sure when you walk in here. Oh, thanks. What is a typical day like for you? <laughs> I don't have a typical day. Yeah, yeah. There's no such thing as a typical day here, because music is my main uh, source of income. To be frank, I guess um, I am. That, that's pretty much the main reason why I started this company. When I was doing freelance, I uh, I couldn't commit to deadlines anymore. Yeah. So I wanted to still create art, but not you know miss someone's wedding invitation send out date because I had to be in the studio, the recording studio. So I write for mainly for film and television. So if if um, a project comes in that I have to run into the studio to do, then I can't be here. You know so. Mm -hmm. Everything just kind of has to be flexible because of deadlines. And there are deadlines here that I have to say no to certain opportunities for, too. So pretty much just how I feel in the morning, what needs to be done. And I just kind of 
answer my to-do list. There's no typical day. Yeah, <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah. What kind of music do you like to listen to? Well, what kind of music lately have you been listening to while working? While working? Um, I have a series of Spotify playlists that I just put on while I work. I love to listen to music from the 50s. <laughs> mm. um, so I listen to a bunch of stuff like that. Um, Edith Piaf and Les Paul and Mary Ford and uh, Sam Cooke and stuff like that. And for modern stuff, the more strange, the better, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so my tastes are pretty opposite. Um, I've been listening to a lot of female indie music because that's what I do and I like to listen to what other people are up to. Um, who am I really into right now? I'm blanking on her name, that girl who used to sing for Feist. She, oh, she sings that, hey mommy, I know you are Oh, is it the the girl that sings coffee? Yep, yep, Sylvanesso. Yes. There it is. Ooh, yes. Love her. She's great. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you're working on Wink Wink, have you ever come up with a songwriting idea? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes, I mean, it's all like back and forth. Um, when I songwrite, usually the, the main idea comes to you first, unless you wind up with some like wisp of a line that sounds more like a verse and then you work yourself into the chorus but for me the the like the thesis statement of a, of a song is what I get first um and that's that's card writing or coming up with like a quotation to put in a frame like it's the same thing like it's a single sentence thesis statement of like the big idea that you're trying to convey Sometimes I, I just have a notebook full of like song ideas, and sometimes those song ideas make awesome cards too because you're trying to convey the same ideas. It's like killing two birds in one stone. Yeah, right. <laughs> what are a few of your favorite places in Germantown mm. that you like to meet for coffee or yeah. food or shop? I like Steadfast Coffee really well. Their coffee soda is so <sighs> delicious. So delicious. There's only one place in New York City that I think has slightly better coffee soda than them, and that's Ross and Daughters, which is not Rolf and Daughters, but Ross and Daughters. Ross and Daughters. Um, and it's really good, but it's only slightly better than <laughs> Steadfast. Um, and Rolf and Daughters. They're squidding pasta. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Their patio. Oh, I know. It's great. It's wonderful. Yeah. Any more advice you could offer to someone that's transitioning? Again, like mm -hmm. we talked from the beginning, from one creative career to another or like you are you're balancing two different yeah yeah that's hard um transitioning from one creative career into another transitioning into any new career from another is incredibly difficult I think that the sooner people realize that your career doesn't really define who you are the easier it all becomes um it's never easy to to quit a nice steady job and take a massive risk and invest all this money to start something that's just you um, but people do it all the time like the I think the average American switches career about three times in their lifetime or something like that yeah so that fact made it much easier for me um, to, to accept that and not put so much stock in when when the dance injury happened, that was a huge life-changing like thing for me. I had to completely change my life path within like a few weeks because I had to make a decision on a college. So um, I'd say just if you really feel that you are meant for it, and and that's that's hard too because 
you know, you have to have trusted people around you who are willing to give you honest advice. Mm -hmm. You can't listen to the people, to the naysayers, but you know who you're supposed to listen to. And the people who love you and and really get you are going to tell you the truth. Um, And then you just have to do it. You know, like it sucks and it's hard. You can prep all you want, but you'll waste your time just like staring over the edge of the cliff. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll stand there for years before you make a decision. The actual middle of the process is when you're going to get yeah those answers yeah so I mean I don't I didn't know anything about the stationary industry like literally nothing I didn't know anything about graphic design when Mm -hmm. I took that internship and I mean nothing I didn't know how to use Photoshop like I learned all that stuff via YouTube and the woman who worked at the company who was willing to teach me God bless her soul because I'm sure she was like you should have paid about forty thousand (laughs) dollars to learn this information um but I made this transition into this business because I researched my ass off, to be honest. I have a notebook here that just has tabs and tabs and um, full of just information that I found from Googling the questions that I had that I, I knew that I needed to know before I got myself into this. I didn't want to overinvest. I didn't want to pay too much for the product and then realize that I wasn't going to make enough of a profit margin. I didn't even understand what profit margin meant. Like, I had no idea. So I googled everything and I took really vigilant notes and I pretty much taught myself the industry in like a 300 page journal. And I still go back and reference it sometimes. There are still ideas in there for cards that I haven't made yet that I want to get made. So yeah. You can learn anything on the internet, I guess, is the moral of the story. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Most rewarding part of all of this? Without a doubt, it's when I get to sit at events. I don't think a lot of people realize that when I'm sitting in my booth at an event, I don't know if they know that I make these things. They think I'm just like the girl running the iPad, you know? (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) Swiping the cards, you know? Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's a valid uh, assumption, I guess. So I'm just sitting there like looking at my iPad and people will be walking through and making comments about um, the artwork and the cards. And my favorite thing is just to have someone walk up, especially someone who doesn't look like they're going to like my cards, like maybe like a a grandma, you know, and I'm like, oh, God, she's going to hate this. There's curse words everywhere. Like, (laughs) and then they walk up, they read a few things and they they start laughing and then they're calling their friends over and showing their friends and reading the cards out loud and before you know it there's like a whole group of people standing around like pointing and laughing at stuff it's my favorite thing it's so fun watching their reactions (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, it's super rewarding that's my favorite so people can buy your cards your their Uh, tapestries right woven tapestries um they're pretty much just something i picked we talked about having these hobbies that I can't stop doing. Yeah. That's one of those things. It's just something yeah. I do for fun. Um, but yeah, you can check out all of our cards and our wrapping paper and art prints on our website. That's winkwinkpaperco.com. Wink mm-hmm. And then we have a bunch of retailers throughout town who carry some of our products. Um, here in Germantown, we have a Bednego on 4th. Um, they're great. Meredith is a friend from college. Um, and Batch in the farmer's market. Um, over in Edge Hill, we have Core. Um, that's by like Taco Mamacita. Uh, Village of Flowers. Oh, there's a bunch. You can you can see it all on the stockist list on our website. If you want to get a look inside Holly's studio, check out thelocallady.co for a few photos I took during my visit. 
If you thought this podcast was enjoyable, you can sign up for my newsletter and be the first to know when an interview is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more updates, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and continue supporting the small business communities wherever you are. Have a fabulous week, and I hope you'll join me next time. Thanks for listening.